Welcome. To Arcade Audio. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you, we found a few. It's Queer Movie Night. Hi! Hi. <laughs> Welcome back! <laughs> Welcome back. To Queer Movie Night. To Queer Movie Night. It has, uh, well, I guess it hasn't been too long, but it does feel like a long time. Well, yeah. it's been like a month, or, like two months, maybe. Ooh. Ooh. That's, ooh. <laughs> that's two months you know yeah yeah um, that's what i that's what i offered that was two months <laughs> that was two months how have you been deb how have, what's been going on oh you know i'd say a, a whole lot of what everybody else has going on which is yeah. a lot of i'm assuming nothing yeah um yeah it was i like, don't i don't know if i talked about this the last time we were on, but I got, um, I actually got COVID the, when, when I was at home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki's, Nikki's kind of, jaw dropped. I kind of forgot about that. Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm fine now, obviously, but, um, it was rough. It was really bad. Um, so to our listeners don't get it. Like, Wear a mask. Um, it is real. <laughs> I think you, you did. You get it like right after our last episode. I think so. I think I was getting sick then, or or maybe. Oh. Yeah, my mom is a teacher, and she has to. She had to like go into work, and like I'm pretty sure I got it from her because we all we all got it at the same time. My whole family. Oh man, but you're all okay now. Yeah, we're all okay now. I mean, um, like I definitely like have much like a less of a capacity to do things now that I've had it like even I had I've had to get one of those little um like old people grocery cart things to go to the grocery store because like I'll get winded like walking back from the grocery store it's pretty bad oh um, <laughs> um but yeah it was rough and um I don't know that's all I have to say about it <laughs> it just felt like I should share that or I don't know, since it's a thing. I wish you wouldn't have. <laughs> I wish you kept it to yourself. Yeah, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Anytime you have something to share, don't. <laughs> uh, no, I'm so sorry that happened to you. No, um, it's okay. That was, that's so scary, though. It that's is so scary. scary. Yeah, yeah. And it's so fucked the way that like it affect like it the, how you all got it you know by yeah. your mom literally putting her life on the line to be a yeah. teacher which is such a commendable you know career and then it's just so fucked it's so backwards yeah i mean the whole i'm just glad you're okay system of the country is messed up but yeah, don't even get me started <laughs> on the Not whole system. Not that we're a system. political pod. <laughs> That's a, something that we wanted to do in 2021. We kind of wanted to shift gears. I found that I'm really into politics. 
<laughs> you couldn't pay me to, to do a podcast about politics, honestly. I'm signing off. I'm saying <laughs> Nikki's like I resign as producer. I know. <laughs> I, it's so exhausting. It's like it's, yeah. just, it's just like everything is always like on Twitter. Everything is constantly about politics, and it's like in my mind. It's in all of our minds. We're like just always thinking about it, and it's yeah. so ingrained into just regular life now. <laughs> it's. I feel like this is this is a nice break from it. You know. Yeah, I mean. In the, obviously, like, I want to move on so we can start, but, like, obviously there's a lot going on, and, like, right now because of the, because of the way that things have been coming out, like, it's impossible for us to ignore, and, like, that's, that's probably partially a good thing, because, like, a lot of things that were, like, underlying that, like, got swept under the rug, or, like, people like us who have, who have privilege of like being white people um, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're able to just like not pretend that it wasn't happening, but sort of like disregard it as like, it's not happening all the time, like that kind of thing. Um, so it's obviously, um, I don't know. We're just really fucked up and we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one could argue that even this podcast is political just because of. I mean, what we're I mean, yeah, about, yeah, you know? for sure. Like, um, I think that's definitely like a, a thing, um, just in general. Like, it's it's impossible to like live in this country and and not be political if you're if you're a, a minority of some sort, if you're uh, mm-hmm. queer identifying or. Um, a person of color or, or d- differently abled. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be on this side of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> on that note, um, this, this movie that we picked is one that neither of us had seen before. Brand spanking new. Brand spanking new movie. Um, and it's, it's sort of got a, um, it's sort of about an American system that is kind of broken too. Sure. For sure. <laughs> One that I didn't, you didn't, it's not, it's not something that is talked about off. It's like not a, not yeah. subject well, matter actually, that you ever see anybody make anything about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually interesting because, um, have you seen the Britney documentary that just came out. Oh yes. So it's, it's sort of in that same vein or it is that it is sort of that same subject and actually, um, yeah. So the movie we're talking about today, um, Deborah brought to our attention. It's called I care a lot on Netflix. Um, and it is, uh, um, it's basically the same subject matter about guardianships and, and, and the system of, of deciding whether um, a person needs a guardian to um, control their affairs and control their, it's just like such a wild idea. Like I, I understand where it comes from, but um, yeah, that Britain documentary was really good. Yeah. That was mind blowing. And I hope that she can get out from under her horrible father, Jamie, who we don't like. Yeah. And free Britney. One of the um, one of the actresses in this film who plays the um, the girl the girlfriend or mm-hmm. 
wife? I don't know. That's not I really. I think she was girlfriend. And then, and then at the end, they were wearing rings. So I'm guessing oh, they got married. Oh, I didn't notice that. Good job. When they were um, like celebrating at the very end when they're like, <laughs> we finally gotten it. We, and then they were like <laughs> drinking champagne <laughs> with the sunset. They had ginormous diamond rings on. <laughs> um, but she posted. I about- noticed what matters. <laughs> you really do. I I miss that, and that's an important plot point. I don't. Um, <laughs> but um, the actress who played her, uh, she actually posted on Instagram about the movie, and then at the bottom of her caption, it, it said hashtag Free Britney. So there, there definitely yeah. like is a connection to like these films and like the message. Um, so that's definitely interesting. Um, so just a quick idea of the plot of this movie um i care a lot follows rosemond pike as marla grayson who um who is a professional guardian um who's who i guess it's it seems like she sort of aggressively um follows different elderly people um so she can take them on as clients um and and um take over guardianship of them and then um take their money and use it for herself. Um, And she decides to, uh, um, sorry, I'm talking, I'm like umming a lot. She decides to go after this. It's been two months. It's been two months, everybody. (laughs) It's been hard. Life is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Just blame everything on COVID today. Do you have any mistake or anything? Sorry. COVID makes you say um a lot. I had COVID. <laughs> um, she decides to go after this um, woman, Jennifer, played by Diane Weist. This cast is stacked. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because she has a lot of money and she seems like the perfect candidate. So she goes after Diane Weist and it turns out, oh, and they also think that she has no family or any relations or anything. So they think she's like the perfect one to con. Mm-hmm. Um but it turns out that apparently she's involved with some sort of shady character played by Peter Dinklage. Um, and she ends up being more trouble than she's worth. Uh, and then I, I don't know how to sort of describe the rest of the movie. I guess like they, there's sort of like a standoff between Peter Dinklage and um, Rosamond Pike. And then it's sort of, I, I guess I should, I don't know if I want to give away the ending now or later. <laughs> in the <podcast. laughs> I, what do wow. we usually do? I think we usually give away the ending, but it's such a big like ending that I'm like, I don't know. Um, maybe we should just start talking about the okay, movie and then talk, talk about, about the ending. It. Yeah. Um, so how did you first find out about this movie and, and what um, made you want to watch it? Cause I remember seeing the, the trailer and I didn't even realize that it was a, queer in any capacity when i saw the trailer um, gay twitter because that's yeah the twitter that i'm that, that we subscribe I, to that i subscribe to is gay twitter yeah but because i follow um the most which is like netflix's like queer twitter yeah and um whatever um they were tweeting a lot about it and jill gutowitz who's one of my favorite uh queer like what influencers was mm-hmm. would that be her name? I don't know because sure. she's also like a journalist or, or like she's a writer and stuff. And anyway, mm-hmm. she's one of my favorites. Uh, she was posting a lot about it because she had seen it earlier. Um, and I, based on the trailer, 
I don't think you would know that it was anything explicitly queer happened in it. Yeah. Uh, but wow, when you watch the movie, it is right. Th- it it's a. I mean, it's one of the central plot points. I feel like, and I feel like the relationship. It's the only romantic relationship in the whole movie, and mm-hmm. it's very very well developed for the actual movies like in what the subject matter is and how terrible of people they are mm-hmm. um the relationship is i just feel like it's it's very taken care of mm-hmm. it's very conflicting for that reason oh <laughs> oh you too my wife was not totally happy with me about watching this movie At- yeah what what did you what was your initial experience with the movie? Like, what did you think of it? Okay, so I I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. What I think they marketed it to be making us think it would be more of a comedy, and I don't think it was as much of a comedy. At all. I think it was like the color palette was like it's bright and she vapes, yeah. so it's funny. Yeah. And I don't think it. I don't think it was ever meant to be like a laugh out loud comedy i kind of got yeah. the vibe that it was like it kind of gave me like a simple favor vibes the whole time yeah kind of I like do a think campy a simple drama. favor is funnier than this movie it is yeah. i at like the first <laughs> the first like half 45 minutes i was like this reminds me of a simple favor and kayla yeah. was like me too and then as it kept going i was like okay this is very serious this yeah. movie is way more dramatic still very campy but it was very it was way more of a drama than mm. anything else than what they were saying it was um, and also the, my wife's issue with it is that she has like a, a huge heart for the elderly, for older people. And so she was very conflicted. And at one point she looked at me and she was like, this is literally pitting the two things I love against each other. Like the two things mm. I love most against each other, lesbians and old people. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it was hard to watch. It really was hard to watch. Yeah. Because it was so conflicted because you're seeing like a f- really well fleshed out queer relationship mm-hmm. and the relationship it's- in itself is like so well written and so well and I like, felt the chemistry between the actresses and it was like a, a like a real real relationship like one that reminded me of almost of my own marriage mm-hmm. you know but at the same time you're like battling inside of yourself because they're evil they're not the they're the antagonists they're not yeah. the people i don't think that we're supposed to be rooting for we're supposed to be rooting for Diane Weist so it's like well she's oh. bad too though she's yeah but how do you not root for her <laughs> i mean you root i i think you root for the idea of like what she could be like what she could represent i don't know i I'm I'm gonna this be honest. It's gonna be tricky, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I I did not love the movie. That's okay. I didn't love it either. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I liked it. I'm gonna be honest. Ooh, good for you. I, think, I mean, I I think uh, I wanted to like it because the stack the cast was stacked and like the I'm the performances were pretty good. I think what's hard for me is that. Um, I'll go back a little bit um, just to mm-hmm. respond to what you said um, because um, the director and the, the, the guy who wrote it, Jay Blakeson, he actually said that he wanted to tackle this subject about guardianship um, and said that he had decided to focus on the villains of it because he felt like a movie about the victims of it would be too bleak. Um, 
so he he wanted to do that's something fair. fun, I guess, and focus on the villains of it. It was but still that's, pretty bleak, though. Yeah, still pretty bleak. But um, what one of the my problems with it, and and this is just like I think my personal taste, and a lot of people don't have this problem with things like this. One of my problems with the movie is that I found it really hard to root for any of the characters in it because they were all bad. Ooh. Um, and like, <clears throat> and I, and I and I can see. I can see you wanting to root for the relationship that Rosamond Pike has with her, um, with her partner. Um, but for Fran. me, that will, Fran. Yeah. Also let's talk about like their old lady names. Like yeah. Marla and Fran. <laughs> Marla and Fran. Like it. it yeah. It, it was just very like, they don't look like Marla and Fran. Like they no. look like the two coolest bitches you've ever seen. <laughs> they really do they really do so conflicting Um, but yeah so i i didn't find myself i didn't find rosamond pike to be redeeming in any way Mm -hmm. um like and she wasn't in so of course she's like crazy in um uh why i'm Gone gone girl but you've there is some like I don't know in Gone Girl there's some nuance to it that you're like yeah I get it yeah <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying absolutely yeah, yeah. because she's also think, the villain of that movie but she still somehow makes you feel like she's a more like of sympathy she's more like an antihero in that movie because like because of all that Nick represents and like like the m- misogyny and 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 His sort of cheating. like yeah exactly like all of that like th- you can sort of sympathize with her character and like even though she's acting crazy it's like it's more of a revenge fantasy kind of thing and in mm-hmm. this movie the only hint that you get that like Rosamond Pike has some sort of past that has like informed this character is that she hates her mother but you don't get any indication of like why she hates her mother like what sort of happened there so like mm-hmm. all that we have to go on is that she is a bad person who who puts these elderly people in danger takes them away from their family and and takes their money um and the only redeeming thing is that she has a a partner that she cares about and they're queer and so yeah. like that that was difficult for me to like sort of in the moments when I felt like I should be rooting for Rosemont Pike, I I was like, she's giving a great performance and she's doing a great job, but like I don't really care what happens to her because I think she's bad. Yeah. Um I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't think we're supposed to root for her. But also, it is but then, everything but then you're saying. Who are we, is supposed, right, to who are we supposed to root for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because even like, like even Diane Weist, she she's pretty evil too. I don't think she's as I think. Well, maybe because they they hint that her past <laughs> that she yeah. was like this crazy person yeah, too. Yeah. But now it's her son Peter Dinklage who's more. Yeah, yeah. He's the, taken over the business, and she's taken sort of over retired. The business. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know this, this movie is so tricky because yeah. like, the whole time you're just conflicted because you're like, yeah. what do I do? And I think it is also what you said that Rosemond was like giving, was like acting her ass off. So mm-hmm. on that, in that way you could root for her, especially yeah. if like you love actors and you just, you know, yeah. she's absolutely crushing it. But the other thing was how she, how unkillable she was in the moments that they, she almost should, she should have died so many times and mm-hmm. kept getting herself out of these situations that I don't think anyone else on this, on the planet would survive. And in those moments it was, you could root for her a little bit too. Like when the car, when the, the car crash into the river. Yeah, like, that was very cool. The fact that she made it out alive of that is insane. Yeah. And got like Fran out of the house before it blew up as she was driving away. I mean, I know this is all movie magic. Yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> did you see? <gasps> did you see that? How did she do that? Um, but I think there is something interesting about this that though there's nobody to root for, and I do think Marla is an unredeemable character. I don't think yeah. that. That I think you're right. If we were supposed to root for her a little bit more or understand why she does such a horrible thing for a living, we mm-hmm. would under- need to know what made her this way, what made mm-hmm. her this special kind of evil. Um, I think we would need to know more backstory on like how this person was created. Because she, I think I just needed her to be a little m- bit less of a caricature. Like she and mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage are both caricatures of like villains and mm-hmm. like not as nuanced as like as like the kind of people because like in a simple favor those characters are are very new Blake Lively is more of like a, a caricature of a villain in that movie but mm-hmm. but Anna Kendrick it has a very layered sort of like you can root for her even though she's like slept with her brother and like did all this like really like bad stuff because she's she's you know she's damaged and you can relate to that. You should do a simple favor. As you're saying this, I'm remembering how much I love that fucking movie. That bomb when you find out that she sleeps with her brother, that was the most, one of the most shocking movie bombs. I think I audibly gasped in the theater when I saw it. And Blake Lively, I've never, she does nothing for me, but in that movie, she's so hot. Oh my Lord, she's smoking hot. Oh, so good. We should do that one. Yeah, we should. It's it's considered queer cinema. I know a lot of people do. I I consider it. Anyway, um, I will say the only person who I think also, I think Diane Weiss, maybe because we didn't, ever see her do anything horrible like chop a yeah. person's fingers off and that she was older and she was like and, cho- and she chokes Rosamund Pike yeah um, <laughs> I think just naturally I root for her a little bit more but I also thought that um, Fran was more redeemable too there was something about Fran that was just a little bit warmer that seemed like maybe she that's, was the, I feel like she should life. be the heart exactly I feel like Fran should definitely be the heart of this movie and they play it so that we are worried about Fran's safety, but there wasn't enough about Fran on paper for me to be invested. Yeah. Like yeah, you're she, right. to me, she was like very much the token girlfriend of the movie. Like she didn't have, we don't know that much about her. And like, she's just there to be put in danger so that Rosemond Pike gets, actually has like a little bit of a heart and gets like worried that like she might be fucking something up. That's true. And so like, while I, while I appreciate that the relationship is queer, I, there wasn't enough, there wasn't enough to Fran's character that I was like, 
okay, I can, okay, this is a fully realized character and, and they have a stake in what goes on. Cause I feel like that character could have been replaced with easily been replaced with a man or it could have been like, vice versa. yeah, or vice versa. And it could have, yeah. I don't know. There wasn't, that character didn't seem important enough to me to not be switched out with like another character. Like, I don't know. That makes sense. But on the flip side, <laughs> couldn't we say that is progress? That it is interchangeable? Oh, no, no, no. It, de- it definitely like, is progress. Like, and, and, um, I like, think see, we talked well, this about is- this in, um, in, um, Atomic Blonde with the, with the, yes. Um, yes. Like, see how easy it is to just switch it? Like, yeah. it doesn't always have to yeah. be like. But I think, I think because in Atomic Blonde, Charlize Theron's character is sympathetic. It didn't bother mm-hmm. me as much. Gotcha. Because, because in this one, because there's in nobody the to root interest. for. Yeah, because there's nobody to root for. I really wanted the love interest to be a more substantial character because she was the most sympathetic out of everyone, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, you're making great points. And I, I do want to, <laughs> like, I've already said this. I did not love this movie, so I'm yeah. not going to fight too hard for yeah. this one. <laughs> I thought it was, like, fun to an extent. Yeah. I will say I thought it was going to be more fun based on the way that they marketed it and the yeah. way that the trailer I really wanted, was cut. I wish that it had leaned more one way or the other. Like, it it. I really wish it had leaned toward the comedy and, and, and that, it had, that Rosamond had been, like, just ridiculously evil but like in a way that you could just be like oh fuck she's evil that's amazing like go queen yes right (laughs) that's what i thought it was gonna be yeah (laughs) it just kind of which is kind of how they play it in the trailers that she's just so like evil yes but it's like fun and i don't think i think the the movie maybe couldn't decide which way it wanted to go i don't know yeah it was unclear yeah. Um, I do want to say also that I said this to Kayla while we were watching it, that I was like, you know, it also feels like progress that the main, the main and only like romantic storyline is queer and that they are villains and we aren't supposed to root for them. Yeah. And like, does that, I feel like that's also progress that it's like, we yeah. can make the gay people bad and it's not the gay that's making them bad. Yeah, like, exactly. Like an old yeah. 90s trope or yeah. something like that where it's like they're bad because they're homo. Yeah. Like it's, it was kind yeah, of they didn't were... matter what they were. And it was just like gay people can be bad and good and gay people are bad. I feel like, I feel like good, you know? there's, yeah, I feel like there, I, I feel like, so if this was like a, a mixture of like batter for a cake or something. I feel like they're putting all the right ingredients in, but they they didn't like mix it correctly or something. Cause it's like, yeah, it's like they, I I totally agree with you. I think. And like, they never, their evilness has nothing to do with like them being queer at all. And it's like, um, like that we never see like, we never get the idea that like, for example, Rosamond Pike pressured Fran to be like in a lesbian relationship or, or that type of thing. Something that we might see in like a movie from the early nineties or something, or the idea that like these two women have been wronged by men in a way that made them like lesbians, like that kind of yes, thing. Yes. Yes. Like yes. 
that is progress and like that should be acknowledged. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. <laughs> I don't know what but. I was going to say. <laughs> I feel like I had a butt, but I don't know what it was. I was waiting for the butt, buddy. I was waiting for that butt. I was waiting for that butt. Um, I was um, also, I think the director, uh, oh, that's what it was. It wasn't a butt, but um, I, I liked, I also like that the, that is the only romantic relationship we see in the movie. And, um, and it's, it's, from what we see of it, it seems like it's a healthy relationship between the two of Randomly, them. Randomly, right? That's yeah. what I was saying. Like, at, yeah. po- at p- times when they, like, even That's when they That's probably just... the healthiest thing about these two is that... The... Yes. Yeah. I, when they would just, like, cuddle each other, the way they held each other in the shower, I... <laughs> That's my PTMI. But I, felt, I was <laughs> like, this reminds me of us. To Kayla when we were watching no, it. No, that's on TMI. Yeah, it's uh, it was because we take showers together all the time. Yeah, but and then people think As it's weird, do. and we're like, we just we do we take showers together more more together than not. Oh, and that's it's awesome. not in a weird. Well, you two way. live together. Just, you two live together, so that makes sense. And you're yeah, married. Okay. I'm sorry if anybody <laughs> thinks that's weird. We've told a lot of our friends, and it gets very mixed reactions. And they're like, "How do you?" I think my favorite reaction is our friend said that's our only time away from each other is our, is when we take a shower together, like, Straight and people. not in a bad way, not in a, like they want the time. Straight people. Like, I know. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, I would fight 1000 men to have one more minute in my day with my wife after I've spent 14 and a half hours with her <laughs> already. <laughs> this is so true. This is the gayest thing about me. Um, yeah. The, well, I was going to say the relationship was randomly healthy. And I did also wonder, I was like, Marla seems so, so evil. Like, I was like, is she a sociopath? Is she capable of this relationship? She seemed like she really loved Fran. Yeah. You also wonder why Fran likes her. Yeah. Because Fran seems sort of good in a way. I mean, I don't know how good you could possibly be when you do what they do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But there was still something a little bit warmer about Fran. Yeah. Well, she was definitely more cautious and she was like, let's just not do it. I think she just had like a little more of a conscience, but obviously she's also bad on paper. (laughs) (laughs) She's bad also off paper. Everybody is. Everybody is. Everybody's bad. Except for the three of us. Except for the three of us. We're great. (laughs) Mickey's so cute. Um... Uh, love to see Christmasina. He's a good looking oh man. Oh my god, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it, kind of like a little part for him. I I, I thought he was going to be more significant at the beginning of the movie, but then he di- it didn't really amount to anything. Did you see Birds of Prey? I haven't. Is he in that? <gasps> Peyton, we oh should do god. that one too, shouldn't we? Yes, Is that one we queer? absolutely yeah. should. Um, not explicitly, but it feels like the gayest movie ever yeah. made to me. I know, in the, so I know in the comic books, I guess Poison Ivy isn't in Birds of Prey, but I know in the comic books, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy date each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's in the animated show too, I think. Oh, really? Nice. Birds of Prey was... Yeah, that's I, hot. <laughs> yeah, it is hot. Yeah. That is very really? hot. It's real. I know. It's I would real. love to see it. It's canon. Yeah. 
something feels very, very, very queer about Birds of Prey already as it is, but I yeah. love that movie so much, Peyton. I saw it, um, oh, when did it come out? But pr- obviously pre-COVID. It was at <laughs> Regal. They have this new like interactive theater and literally you had to pay like, tickets for like $30. And I was like, I'm going to go at 11 a.m. on a Friday by myself to see Birds of Prey <laughs> in this interactive theater. And let me tell you, it was so much more interactive than I thought it would be. The whole chair, like when somebody would be on like a motorcycle, <laughs> the chair moves back and forth. They sprayed you with water when it was raining. It would. It's like seeing something in 4D. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they sprayed stuff and they would they would it would like get warm or cold and there was like when they would like punch you would feel like your chair would go <gasps> or like punch, like hit you in different places. It kind of got annoying. Yeah. But it was very exciting and I lost my fucking mind. This was me the whole time. <gasps> With one other dude in the theater and we're both just going like just like twisting around. It was the most fun movie experience. Um, but I love that movie so much and it was the perfect movie to see. I can't recommend it enough. It's so fun. I love that That's movie. Awesome. And it feels so queer because everyone all the women are just so hot in it. Yeah. And it's so fun. <laughs> I know. Why did that uh, why did that come up? Why did um, I say have you seen Birds of Prey? What was that for? We're talking about Chris Messina. Is he in it? Oh, he's in it. And I think you would really like him. He has bleach blonde hair in it. Okay. And Ewan, Ewan McGregor is in it. And they like have a thing. It's not. Oh, like, yeah. I know they have like a hinted. But they have like relationship they in it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different role for Chris. But he's good in it. He's really good. Everyone's nice. good in it. The yeah. whole cast is great. I cannot. Re- it's so fun. Yeah. It's such a fun movie. Yeah. Chris has got some interesting, I know him from the Mindy Project, but then he, he was really good in Sharp Objects, too. Loved Sharp Objects. Oh, uh, Sharp Objects. We'll never so watch, watch again, because it was so, so much. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so good. And I love my girl. Trisha. Yes. She's amazing in it. Mm. <laughs> I just need, need to stop mooming into the mic mm. like a freak. Mm, um, Patricia Clarkson. Mm. She's amazing. She's the best. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. Okay, um, back to the movie. We're yeah. here to talk about. Do is there anything else we should talk about before we tackle the ending of the movie? Um, I, think <laughs> I, I hated out. Peter Dinklage's okay. beard. <laughs> it was too long. Yeah, it's too long. What's shorter. that? A- What's that movie? What's the Melissa McCarthy movie that we love that didn't do well, but Kayla and I love it? And I'm blanking. With Kristen Bell. This, they sell Girl Scout cookies. Oh, my God. What's oh, this called, Kayla? I haven't seen that one, but it's the one where she's like a mom or something. Oh, my God. I'm literally blanking. Why did I bring that up? I remember the trailer, but I don't. I'm so sorry. Is okay. Peter Dinklage in it? Oh, the boss, the boss. Yes, Peter Dinklage is in it. And his role is so similar, but it's it was kind of hard to take his role seriously, and I in, care a lot, because yeah. he plays the exact same type of role, but like a billionaire businessman mm-hmm. in The Boss. And a, he's like way more out there and like, quote unquote, like funny. Mm-hmm. And his name is Renault, and he talks <laughs> the same. Yeah. And like dresses the same, but he was supposed to be more serious, and I care a lot. And I and it was hard to to watch yeah. them separately because he played them very similarly. And the boss is just like one hundred percent 
comedy. Yeah, yeah. Which that movie didn't do super well, but Kayla and I loved it so much. We've seen it so many times. And bit your ass, I got it on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. <laughs> I want to watch it. I, I, it seems like fun. It's fun. It's like not incredible, but I mean, who cares? Who cares if something's incredible? Yeah, so much pressure, cares? so much art's being made, so many films. Who cares if it's incredible? If it's fun and you like it, yeah, that's all that matters. I agree. Wow, that was gorgeous. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying gorgeous things today. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm not. Yes, claps. I'm not. Um, um. Oh yeah, his beard was too long. That was what. Oh, that was okay. Cut me off on the. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the ending, I guess. So, okay. <laughs> so Rosamund Pike finally pulls one over on Peter Dinklage by staging. I guess that he got drunk and ended up naked somewhere and. Basically makes it look like he's incapable of taking care of himself. So then she becomes his guardian. And then he's like, okay, you bested me. Let's work together. And then they sort of jump forward in time. Um, I guess she and Fran get married. And then she becomes a successful businesswoman who runs a company for guardians. Um, and she, you see she has like a wall full of clients all these poor little old people that she's victimizing. She wears all white power suits. Yes. <laughs> Her hair is insane in this movie, by the yeah. way. The blunt bob is yeah. intense. Well, and then when she pulls one over on Peter Dinklage, it like curls in a little bit, like it softens. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, hmm, I wonder if they're what they're trying to say with this. And like I almost wanted her, I almost wanted her to be like, no, and to like get out of the business and just like go have a regular life with Fran at that point. But then the movie went the other way and she did. She's too power hungry and she cares too much about money. It's yeah. like, yeah, well, and it ended and up being her demise, her demise. Yeah. So the, the, she comes out of doing like a TV interview and then, um, she gets gunned down by this character who is the son of one of her clients from the beginning of the movie who threatened her. Um, and he, he reveals that his mother has passed away and he wasn't able to see her because she was being held in the facility. Um, and I don't know, I don't know how I feel about the ending. I feel like it's like, I feel like I was supposed to feel something or I don't know if I was supposed to feel something or if it was just supposed to be like, she got what she deserved because she was bad. Like Yeah, I kind of got that vibe from it. I don't think we yeah. were supposed to be, like, sad that she died. I think it was supposed to be, like, we watched this horrible woman um, massively succeed mm -hmm. um, at doing horrible things the whole time. And instead of letting her get away with it in the last second, they're going to they're yeah. gonna make her pay. I yeah. feel like it was we were supposed to be, like, yeah. Yeah. But this whole movie is muddled. It doesn't, it, yeah. it just didn't know what it was. Yeah. And the ending was like, I think I just kind of, we just kind of sat there like, mm, when yeah. the credits rolled. Like, yeah, mm, okay. it left, it left much to be desired. I would say. Yeah. Um, did you like anything about it? It's okay. If you didn't, I'm just, <laughs> I liked, I liked parts of it. I liked, 
I liked Diane Weiss's performance. She's so cute, by the way. Yeah, yeah, she is so cute. I love Diane Weiss in general. Um, Mm -hmm. I like the scene where um, Marla goes to see her um, and asks about, I think it's when she's asking about the lawyer and like and she's super drugged up and she's well she acts like she's super drugged up but i feel like she's not oh because then later on she, because then when when peter uh dinklage's like goons come in to get her she's like completely lucid interesting so huh. i feel like i feel like she's playing the victim that that's what i like about Diane Weiss's performance is that i feel like it's one of the more layered ones in the movie like mm-hmm. she acts like she's the victim, but then, but then when she, I don't know, it seems like she completely has it together when she's not, I don't know. Oh, I didn't pick sense. up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the, they bust through her door and she's like, thank God you guys are finally here. When before yeah. she was like, I, I don't know. I can't remember anything. <laughs> My head, it's so muddled. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Either way, she was putting on a hell of a performance. She she was going for it. <laughs> I think she looks exactly like right now. I feel like she looks like Renee Zellweger, and Renee Zellweger is going to look like her at the at that age. Nice. Do you, I? I just saw like the same face. Also, Kayla thinks they the Diane Weiss currently looks a lot like Judy Dench. Too interesting. Which they do. Was this interesting? This wasn't. Not an interesting sidebar. <laughs> uh, what celebrity looks like another celebrity? Who else wants to go? <laughs> I can't. I can't think of another one. I think. Okay. The, cool. Actually, interestingly enough, I feel like the um, Fran had a very similar vibe to the character in Atomic Blonde. I don't yeah. remember what actress it was, but it was very similar vibes. Yeah. I feel like they were like, remember the girl in Atomic Blonde? Like, kind of like her. (laughs) (laughs) She has, like, that dark, like, curly hair, kinky Uh hair. Yeah. (laughs) Hair goals. Kayla's like, that is what I want my hair to look like. (laughs) And I was like, that'd be hot, babe. It's like, it's like. um, (laughs) I'll get the rose. I'll get the Marlo cut. It's like, (laughs) oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the it's like the hot detective like on a like on a CSI kind of show. Yes. <laughs> I know what you mean. She's got like the little blazer and she's like she's like her hair always looks great but it's like it's supposed to look like she didn't really do anything to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know all Because too she's well. too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I love all this. Mm. <laughs> Do we have um, any other thoughts? I don't know. I, d- I don't know if I want to watch it again, like to see if I saw what you guys saw in the in the relationship between Marla and Fran. But yeah, I don't think I'll watch it again. <laughs> That's okay. I will never watch it again. <laughs> I just, I mean, there's, I'm like a, I'm a movie rewatcher. It did make if I like it did, something. I'll it did make me want to rewatch. It did make me want to rewatch Gone Girl because I was just like, I want to see really good Rosamund Pike now. Yes, that I, saw, I haven't like, seen Gone Girl in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I also wanted to watch Pride and Prejudice. 
I haven't I seen she was in it. I haven't seen the one with her in it. I've seen like the BBC miniseries. Oh, the Kira Knightley one's Kira so Knightley good. One. Yeah. I loved it. I was obsessed with it in high school. I would drive <laughs> around and listen to the soundtrack and try to make myself cry. <laughs> 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 it's, an, it's an insane thing to share, but we were all 16 once and very, <laughs> very angry about nothing in yes. hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> so melodramatic. Um. So. Yeah. So let, I guess let's <laughs> go forward with um, rating the movie. Um so we'll go ahead and start with the Vita Russo uh, test, which is um, an already established um, sort of lens um, created to uh, gauge the, the queer representation in film. Um, and it follows three rules. One, that the film has queer identifying characters, which this one obviously does. Uh, two, that the characters have personality traits other than being queer, which I would say that this one does. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third that removing them from the plot would change the plot significantly. I would obviously, uh, Marla's the main character in the film and removing her from the plot would change it significantly. So I would say it passes the Vita Russo test. Um, and then I want to take this time, um, to talk about over break. We got a message from a listener about, um, our former, uh, rating system, which was, um, based uh, jokingly off of the Kinsey scale. Um, And it was something that I hadn't really put that much thought into um, because the Kinsey scale was um, a scientific way to designate sexuality for individuals. And so uh, it's a scale from zero to six, um, zero being straight and uh, six being gay. And we uh, would like to jokingly say that the gayer the better for the films um, thinking of gay just sort of as an umbrella term for um, queer, gay, lesbian, bisexual, um, transgender. Uh, but um, one of our listeners, um, rightfully so, um, was sort of um, bothered by the scale because the three on the scale actually stands for bisexual. Um, and... and the the rating system when we gave it a higher rating um was sort of inferring that like gay in general is better than bisexual which is not it just isn't um Mm -hmm. so we're going to be moving away from that rating um that rating schema um we haven't really determined what we're going to do yet but um but for right now we're just going to rate it based on a, a, a quality um, scale of the numbers between zero and six without any s- sort of fun signifiers for, for the moment. Yeah. That's basically what we were doing already before. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I am glad that we, that this was pointed out to us because we did not realize this. Um, yeah. It's definitely and like the last a blind thing spot. we want is for anybody to feel bummed, like listening yeah. to our dumb ass rating scale. Um, <laughs> when this podcast is supposed to be fun and inclusive and yeah. you know, the last thing we want to do is, is, yeah. is make anybody sadder. Yeah. Um, so, so I want to thank, I want to yes, thank that listener thank for bringing that, bringing that to our attention and for listening to us 
go on and on about stupid stuff. Oh my God, stuff. I know. Also, thank you for just listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good um, to know there's somebody out there, you know? <laughs> Feels good to know we're not just uh, talking out into the void. Because <laughs> then well, it would just be us talking about movies and like, what are we doing that for? <laughs> I know. We don't, we, don't, we don't need to record it. We can just call each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well what do you want to rate it because i i'll Since say I i'm gonna it, give it a i'm gonna give it a three yeah a three um and the only redeemable thing for the movie for me was the relationship and even yeah. that is I also mean, did they I, I meant to ask about this but i forgot did they have a sex scene and i missed it or no they didn't they had a scene when they like got home from a bar and they were like in the beginning of having sex. Like, okay. Did that, that classic scene where they're like taking off each other's clothes while going up an entire staircase. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. Yeah. I feel like I felt a little conflicted about that because I was like, gosh, these two would have a really hot sex scene. But also I was yeah. like, maybe the movie is like, we're not going to sexualize these women just because they're lesbians. Like yeah. I felt like maybe it was taking like a a a stance on like <laughs> we're just I don't yeah. know a stance well, of like we're not gonna like sex sexualize these women, which like sure thanks but I for one would have loved a fucking sex scene. Yeah, yeah, I think it could have spiced this movie up a little bit. Yeah, I would have loved it. <laughs> that wouldn't have been anything I was bothered by. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't have given it. Maybe I would have given it a four. Then that. no, that's problematic. I yeah. feel like if I can't, I can't base it off of something like that. Yeah. But also, like people be horny. But also, yeah. <laughs> but also, would have. That's another gorgeous thing I said today. Oh. People I'm be watching. horny. <laughs> <laughs> People be horny. Stitch that on a pillow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if they had a sex scene, you would have gotten more of their connection and like the intimacy of the relationship, maybe. Like depending mm-hmm. on how it, I mean, maybe Rosamund Pike is like submissive in the bedroom and that would have been like oh, an interesting- Oh, she's a top. <laughs> We already know that. <laughs> Look at that severe cut. <laughs> that severe cut and that's the intensity of the way that she is the entire movie is like, no, no, no. She's a top. There's no way she's not. She has a huge strap on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you rate it? No, I, I think I agree with you. I think I would give it a three. That's I high. Just, I just felt like, <laughs> meh. <laughs> That's higher than I thought you were going to give it. <laughs> I mean, it's not camp, you know? It's not offensive to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> that, that, that horrible movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I th- you know what? I liked, too, that I... This I think it's fun when we choose movies that neither of us have seen until we have to watch it for this. Yeah, because I too. the only thing I knew about it was what people were like. Yeah, people who had seen screeners on Twitter, they were yeah. like, "It's gay." So I was like, "Okay, 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good idea to do new ones. I especially like when guests give us new ones too. Mm-hmm. Um uh and and especially since we've we've started like going through like all of our favorites, um it's going to be harder for us to pick ones that we're like, "Oh, we should definitely watch this one." So I'm looking yeah, forward, yeah. especially now that more queer movies are coming out, I'm looking forward to watching more new ones and and discussing them as they come out. Yeah. So something Same. for you for you listeners to look forward to, hopefully. Yeah. Um, in a couple of weeks, we'll have an, another episode. Um, uh, first of all, you can follow us on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Queer Movie Night. Um, you can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Twitter and Instagram. And me, Deborah Duncan on uh, Twitter and Deborah D. Bag on Instagram. Ooh. <laughs> that wasn't very smooth. No, that was good. <laughs> I'm usually quicker sorry do you have any i mean i asked this knowing that we're in a pandemic and i have absolutely nothing going on do you yeah. have anything that you want to plug or anything going on deb no i <laughs> this is the first time in my life that i haven't had anything you know what i mean that's sad. yeah i was uh kayla and i were on an episode of improv is dead which is dan white and tim lyons's podcast oh yeah plug that um kayla and i sang a couple songs we have a band called the cues um we want to follow our instagram it's not like we don't have a whole lot going on on there but we do have one at the cues music um we did that and then uh we sang a couple songs and then dan and tim and i did a set like an oh nice that'll be great it was very fun it's a it's a good podcast i i don't think the i usually i'm like who wants to listen to improv but they proved me wrong. It was, it, they edited it really well. It was very fun. Um, I guess the only thing, it's going to be a while before it comes out, but Kayla and I, for the last five months, six months, have been working on the Q's first album. <gasps> That's a big one. That's um, exciting. Yeah, we're about 90% done. We've been recording. We took uh, an entire week off of work. And recorded with uh, our friend Chase Lilly, who we were on Randy together, and he is studying music production right now. And he is so much better at this than we thought, and it was very impressive. Um, but yeah, we, it's like a full, full blown thing. It I'm started so out as a little thing that we were like, we we should record because we always we were banned for a while, but we just would open up for whatever improv show mm-hmm. and covers and whatnot and i write music but i for a long time just wrote comedy music so we're like you know what let's do something out of our comfort zone and let's take this time to record something so one day when we have kids we could say like this is something that we did and then it ended up turning into a kind of a bigger thing and i'm pretty proud of it it's totally original original material it felt good to like work that muscle because I'd only been in the comedy mindset for a long time, so I'm so excited. It'll it should come out in the spring. I and that's that's we love it. That's Look all out I for got. It. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Peyton? Uh, absolutely nothing. Not doing anything. <laughs> uh, this um, is the only thing I've had going on. And yeah, this what, is what I have going on. So I'm really excited time. to do some more episodes. Um, get some <laughs> guests on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in a, uh, in um, another week or in another two weeks, we'll have a new episode. We're going to be covering the movie Other People um, mm-hmm. with Molly Shannon. 
All right. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. Welcome we back. love you. Welcome back. <laughs> I think go to harmonize. Oh. But it wasn't a really pretty note for me to sing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do it. It reminds time. me of Hocus Pocus when um when yeah. she goes boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that weird uh, three-part, like, dissonant chord that they hit when they're about to be hanged in the beginning. Oh! oh. They all hit those weird notes. <laughs> yes, I can't remember what the notes are. I'm sorry. I don't know. All I know is that Kathy goes, oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be done. We'll be done. Okay. Oh! <laughs> I just threw my mic across, so, the th- so we're done. I'm done! I don't like this movie! Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.